Welcome to the Freudian Slip, the Identity Theft Resource Center's podcast, where we talk about all things identity compromise, crime, and fraud, including the impact identity issues have on people and businesses. I'm James Lee, the COO of the ITRC. Today, we're focusing on what will certainly be one of the most unusual holiday shopping seasons, thanks to the dramatic shifts in online transactions prompted by the COVID-19 pandemic. By its very nature, online shopping means non-cash transactions using digital payment methods. Debit and credit cards are the most obvious, but there are also peer-to-peer payment apps, digital wallets, and now online versions of contactless payment like Apple Pay and Google Pay. While online retailers have seen sales grow steadily over the years, between 1% to 2%, according to the Department of Commerce, 2020 looks to be a watershed year. In just the first 10 days of the holiday shopping season, U.S. consumers spent $21.7 billion online. That's a 21% year-over-year increase, according to Adobe Analytics. There's no surprise as to why that is. The same Adobe Analytics report shows 63% of consumers are avoiding stores and buying more online, with health concerns due to the pandemic driving the decision for 81% of shoppers. There's a truism in cybercrime, just as there is in bank robbery. Thieves go where the money is, which means there are lots of opportunities for bad actors to take advantage of consumers and businesses during the shopping season. You may not know the name Synchrony, but the company is one of the leading financial services institutions that provides a variety of consumer and business services, primarily through partners. You may have one of their payment cards in your wallet right now or be a customer of one of their services. Gleb Resnick is the Chief Information Security Officer at Synchrony. So, Gleb, thanks for being here today. Thanks, James. Thank you for having me. And joining us is Eva Velasquez, the CEO of the ITRC. So, Eva, as always, thanks for being here. Glad to be here, James. Well, Gleb, let's get started because there's there's a lot to talk about. Um, let's get everybody up to speed on who is Synchrony and, and tell us a little bit about your background as a, as a CISO. Sure thing, James. So Synchrony is one of those companies you probably never heard of, uh, but one in three adults in America have an account with us. So what we do is we um, we primarily uh, issue credit to individuals looking to buy something, uh, finance something. And uh, specifically, we have you know really four main business lines. Uh, we have our retail card, which is when you think about going to places like Lowe's or Gap, uh, or Amazon, uh, where the individuals behind the scene issuing that credit. You might have seen also some recent announcements with Verizon and Venmo. Those are two big launches we had this year. Uh, we also have a digital bank, um, and we have payment uh, for support for healthcare, uh, which is what we call people credit um, or payment solutions. Uh, and then also care credit is, uh, is a line of business. But all in all, we're here to support uh, our consumers by issuing credit to those responsible individuals. And as, as far as history goes, um, look, I, um, I have the fortunate job of being uh, a leader here at Synchrony and helping our organization safeguard uh, a very uh, sensitive information about our uh, customers and making sure that we run a very uh, secure environment to extend the credit to the individuals that need it. And um, I'm very proud to be part of the organization and uh, very much looking forward to this conversation. Well, you know, your role now is so important, uh, you know, year round, 
because cybersecurity and threats to persons' uh, individual data is 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 constant. But this time of year, it seems like it's a little bit higher than usual. What 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 sort of general trends are you seeing so far this year in the holiday season? That's a that's a very uh, good read about what's going on. You know, I, I'd like to step back and really talk about. Um, you know, the, the world that we live in, right? So the world is really evolved over the last eight months due to the pandemic. Um, a lot more online sales, a lot more digital e-commerce. Um, so a lot more going on online, right? Not as much going on where you're going into a store and swiping a credit card uh, or making a tra- transactions in person. So we're seeing a really big uptick in companies that traditionally not operated in this space, uh, physical you know, physical space predominantly is where they've been. They've focused more on online sales, and as a result, you know, unfortunately, our cyber criminals are very tuned into things like that. And so, what what we've seen is a really big shift towards cyber crime. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm here to tell you it's sad, but it is true that crime is paying off. And what I mean by that is that we've seen a very interesting trend in the cybercrime world. We're seeing the revenue, and we actually track it because I believe it's actually a very much like a business. We track the revenue that's generated through cybercrime. We're averaging at about $1.6 billion in revenue, um, and that's annual. We're seeing the profit margin, meaning if I choose to commit a cybercrime, I need to invest in obviously tools and capabilities to do that. The return is close to 95%. So it's a pretty good margin for the investment that I'm making as a cyber criminal. Um, And so we're seeing kind of a lot of almost like a perfect storm. The revenue is growing. The the profit margin is high. And unfortunately, a lot more people are willing to do this because macroeconomic reasons, right? So people lose their job and really they're, they're more willing and and, and kind of susceptible to committing cybercrime. That that is fascinating, and that, you know that certainly backs up some trends that we've seen here at the ITRC. Uh, Eve, I'm going to want to bring you into the conversation. Yeah, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years um, at the ITRC. What what have we seen historically uh, at this time of year? Well, historically, the biggest threat and the biggest uptick that we see is is with online shopping is with the fake websites promoting, you know, fantastic deals or hard to find items. And they're promoted through a variety of means, uh, phishing emails, text messages, social media posts. I think what's interesting, you know, it's so hard to do this comparison because we always look back at historic trends and then kind of make our predictions. And this has just been such an unprecedented time that you know, we're already going into a holiday season with an increase in phishing and fake websites. Uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, the FTC took down 25 websites offering hard-to-find um, disinfectants, uh, Lysol and Clorox and things, and and people were buying them. They couldn't find them anywhere else. So I'm I'm concerned. It's going to be interesting. I hate to use that word, but also concerning to see how much of an increase in this kind of activity. There's always been an uptick. Are we going to see even more? You know, how much of an appetite will consumers have for these 
these fake websites, these steals, these deals, I, I'm finding things that I can't find anywhere else. Is that going to continue or are people after, you know, six months of this and, and organizations like the ITRC trying to educate folks, will they be more vigilant? I, I don't know the answer to that. Only time is going to tell. Well, th- that's that's th- that's a great point that you know we we've, we're seeing an uh, acceleration of of the bad guys focusing on behaviors, not just technology ways of getting in. They're actually taking advantage of the fact that people are um, they are looking for things that they can't find, and they they're sort of trained to look online now, and they're they're it's almost an instinctual thing. When you see a link, when you see a form, you know, you click on the link and you fill out the form and maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Um, Gleb, I want to, I want to break this next kind of part into two pieces. One is what should consumers be doing? And then we'll come back and talk about businesses because I think also businesses don't always think of themselves as being susceptible, but in many ways they're even more susceptible these days. But so let's start with consumers. What should they do to protect themselves and what should they be looking out for to make sure they protect themselves? Yeah. And look, this is a, this is a great conversation because, um, when I when I step back and I think about some of the things we you just mentioned, right? Like phishing, for example. Phishing has been around. I don't want to date myself, but I actually remember getting my first fish when I was on AOL, which is I don't know 20, 30 years ago, right? Um, so it's been around for a very long time, and it still is one of the most common techniques used today to get access to username and password. So, you know, as a consumer, one of the things that I think has transpired over this time frame is we we know about it, right? We know it's a bad thing and we know what to look for. But what we haven't really you know, dialed in on is how to make sure it never happens. And, and I think for me, the biggest advice I, I would give is, look, Phishing is still the number one thing. It's, it's transpired into now vishing, which is voicemail phishing, and then smishing, which is like text messages, right? So it continues to evolve based on the platforms available to consumers. But the solution is multi-factor authentication, right? So operate under the context that your username and password is compromised. And with so many breaches going on right now, uh, that's a almost a sure thing, sadly. But with multi-factor, I think that is a saving grace for us. And, and I personally would recommend that to all the consumers out there. Uh, most digital sites now have this, something like that, or a version of multi-factor authentication. So it's uh, it's something that will definitely protect you, even if you lose your username and password. The other thing is, um, you know, on the consumer side, a lot of us, again, have been in this space for quite some time. We've, we've learned our lessons. and at the end of the day, I truly believe most of us know when there's something that's not right. Uh, it's a gut instinct. It's, uh, it's just the, all the different experiences we've had. So my advice has always been, if something doesn't look right, it's probably not right. So pause. Don't, don't put in that credit card number yet. You know, don't dial in that username password. Uh, just pause and look at for things that you would commonly look for that are making you suspicious, right? Is there a little lock? Uh, icon near the URL where you enter in the website name. Things like that will help uh, really our consumers stay ahead of some of these threats. Eva, 
Um, not everybody's going to follow this advice. And even even people who are well-meaning. Look, I have friends in the cybersecurity world that they will, when you, when, you, when you get them in the right circumstances and they've had the right number of beverages, they will tell you even they click on these things from time to time or they'll, they'll fall for, for some kind of a, a scam like this. Okay, it's happened. Eva, what does somebody do? Well, first of all, I couldn't agree with you more. This notion that certain people aren't susceptible to um, falling for phishing scams is just wrong. You get us in the right set of circumstances. We all can. It has, it has happened to me in the past when I was busy and distracted. And just to piggyback on what Gleb was saying, uh, don't make these choices when you're in that emotional state, uh, when you're really wanting to be done with your shopping or just, I really want to get this good deal. Uh, Stepping back and taking a moment to reflect on, you know, this, whatever the item, the item of the season is that you can't get your hands on. Why does this unknown company that I've never heard of before uh, have this item? How did they manage to get it when, you know, the Target and the Walmarts of the world are not able to, you know, keep this in stock? What's going on there? So just taking that step back and really uh, reflecting on it and and not being distracted, which is a really the big problem. And then, of course, feeling feeling like you have to figure all of these things out on your own. We always encourage people, um, get some help, talk to, you know, phone a friend. Uh, and if you don't have that, that either your grandson or that nephew or whoever it is in your life, that's sort of your savvy internet savvy IT guy, um, uh, call the ITRC, reach out to us for assistance. We will help you in the moment. You can live chat with us. You can call our toll-free number. And if you're, you know, we get this all the time coming into the call center. People will send us a screenshot of a message that they got in their social media saying, is this real? This sounds too good to be true. And then we're there to look at it objectively and say, you know what? It is. That is too good to be true. So you don't have to go it alone. You can, you know, you can step back and take a breath um, and, and really um, just be paying attention. Stay vigilant. I know it's hard. This has been an exhausting year and we always encourage people to stay vigilant during the holidays. I I think that's going to be one of the big challenges this year as well. So Gleb, Synchrony also works with businesses, Um, you know, uh, large and every, every size in between. Um, what should businesses be doing in, in this particular time now to protect themselves? Because they're also the target of scams and phishing attacks and, you know, business email compromises is nearly a $2 billion a year uh, loss, according to the FBI. And then there's this new, newer, it's not new, but it's newer form of attack ransomware. So what should businesses be doing right now? Yeah, I, Look, to your point, um, this is an ever-growing threat landscape, right? This is not a shrinking threat landscape. And as, again, going back kind of to the points I made earlier, as businesses, more and more businesses go online, they just become more of a target, right? So when you mention things like ransomware, ransomware has been, you know, no pun intended, has been running ransom, uh, Rants for our, for our environment, meaning this year specifically, it's actually the number one threat in the entire uh, threat landscape. So it's really picked up. Now, 
Why is it picked up? Well, because the bad actors know that if they uh, take down a business and that's the only way the business can operate, which is their, through their website, uh, they essentially that's the only way out. So they'll pay the ransom. The way to defend against these things, again, have not changed in many years. Um, they've really stayed constant. And that is some basic things like um, hygiene. So for example, when I say hygiene, I mean things like patching. So applying those annoying, you know, those annoying pop-ups that just kind of annoy you because they are just bugging you down and you just got to click next and I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week. Um, you know, bad actors know that this is how how they can get access to certain companies and certain websites and, and do bad things like ransomware. And then really what it comes down to, and I, I think Eva, you, you mentioned it is perfect, um, use the resources out there. There are so many good resources. Um, and, you know, really reach out for that information. It's all out there uh, to really help secure your environment. So patching, passwords, we talked about many times with multi-factor. Um, those are the basics. But honestly, as a bad actor, I'm going to look for the easiest way in. Right. And the easiest analogy I can give you here is <clears throat> if you have a house and you have you know, doors and windows, right? You, you close those windows and you lock those doors. And if I'm a bad guy and I'm trying to break into that house, I'm going to look for the easy target, right? So I see a window open, I'm going to climb in. See a door that's kind of not locked. I'm going to try it, see if it's unlocked, go in. Uh, but I'm not going to try to do anything sophisticated because there's so many opportunities for me to do bad things. So make it harder for them to get in. That's great advice. Yeah. Uh, and I always use the analogy of, um, people people want to think that these are really complex attacks sometimes, and you know, really, they're not. So when you hear uh, when you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. So <laughs> they're they're not always these these grand, sophisticated attacks. Sometimes it's just somebody forgot to put the password on. <laughs> um, yes, unfortunately, yes, B- big uh, you know, loud bark, but not a lot of bite. Yeah. Um. Sort of wrapping up here. What, what, you know, we're seeing all these changes um, in how we do business. Are these permanent? Are, we, are these going to be with us for a while or are they, are they just temporary? Or are we going to go back to some sort of version of the old normal or are we living in the new normal now? So, Gleb, why don't you start? Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the new norm. I, I really don't see us um, kind of going back, right? I, I do think this is just pure evolution. If you just look at evolution of everything as a human race, like just things are evolving and we evolve with them. Right. And I think this is a great example of, of that. Um, you know, and, and, and if we're speaking, you know, in two years from now, we're going to be talking about probably similar topics. They just will look and feel different, but in conceptually they'll be the same. Um, and so, you know, for me, the key takeaway is continue to stay vigilant continue to leverage the resources available to you. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to steal this from you, right? Call a friend, right? Like there's so many folks out there uh, that are that are de- dealing with this day in, day out, uh, or have already dealt with it and, and kind of know what to do. Call them. They'll give you, uh, give you a lot of support. Eva, I'm going to give you the last word. 
Oh, and I love the last word. And, you know, just to, to piggyback on what Gleb was saying, yes, I do think that this is our new normal. Really, we've been seeing things moving in this direction. Um, the pandemic has just sped this this, these changes up. And I'll use the analogy of online shopping. We've seen this huge increase in, in online shopping. And I think that is that traction is here to stay. Uh, I do think that you're going to see more people who have stayed away from it. And I'm really thinking of our, our senior community here who have just decided it's too complicated. They don't want to bother. But now if they want to participate in the holidays and, and, you know, enjoy these celebrations, they are going to engage in online shopping. And that will probably stay once they figure out how to do it and how easy it is and how seamless it is. I suspect that all of these new adoptees will will continue to do some online shopping in the years to come. Maybe not 100% of their shopping, but at least some percentage of it. And, you know, I'll kind of end on that, on that help a friend note and just say, maybe you are the friend. Maybe you are the one that has all of this knowledge. And I'm going to say, help a friend out. Help out grandma. If she wants to do online shopping, and please pass on this information and this knowledge. Help her do it safely and be that person. So if, if you're confused and need help, absolutely uh, phone a friend. And if you're the person that has the knowledge, please pass it on and share it. I really do think that that's one of the ways we talked about behaviors and one of the ways that we keep each other safe and that we tackle this issue more holistically is that we're all in it together and we help each other out and we ask for help when we need it. So that's my, my little silver lining here in an otherwise sort of bleak, uh, atmosphere <laughs> well well th thank you for thank you for helping us find the pony um eva gleb thank you for joining us today and thank you for listening you can learn how to protect yourself from identity fraud crimes and compromises by visiting our website at idtheftcenter.org where you can also read more about the latest data breach trends. If you think you are the victim of an identity crime or your identity has been compromised, you can call us, chat live online, send an email, or leave a voicemail for an expert advisor to get advice on how to respond. Just visit that website to get started.